You're in Newark. I'm a, I'm a Sea Caucus guy, so not oh. too Yeah. Wow, cool. Yeah, I'd never been over there before. It was great. We had we had a good time. It was good. I got to yeah, meet up with Rachel. I haven't seen her in 20 years since Battle of the Sexes, you know. <laughs> and Casey, you know, who's just coming off her win. And Casey and Nani, who are just riding high on life right now. It was cool. That, that must have felt like a bit of a, like a whirlwind, right? Because, I mean, you got to imagine, like, we're coming up on, like, what, maybe two years at this point is when, like, probably the calls and, like, everything was first in development with the whole project of the All-Star show. And then now you flash forward to two two years later and look at you guys are standing on the VMA's red carpet. That is at it. I know. Back in the day, you know, 20 years ago, I re- do, I still remember the, one of the challenges that I did. The only reason I did it was because the winners get to go to the VMAs. Like that was the prize. Like it was more. It was like it was, it, even when, when I was on Road Rules, like the prize we had done three months, and then our prize was like this at one of the early Apple computers, which was cool. But the other prize was going to the VMAs, which was way cooler when you're 20 years old and um so yeah the vmas are a symbolic gift from the industry to us i think um given that we generally are sort of uh thrown into a lot of strife and struggle and then then they they throw us the bone and say hey can you come rep rep your your show for us and um they trust us with that which is cool so you never did like a vma thing back in the day because i know veronica was one. Really? Oh, once. Did it once. Yeah. Back when Eminem and Britney Spears were killing it. I was supposed to, she was, we were, I was supposed to meet Britney Spears and, and start a future together, but that, that didn't happen. <laughs> no, she uh, sat in front of me though. And I just sat there. <laughs> chicken. So chicken. Couldn't say hi. Said hi to Christina Aguilera. Got to talk to Eminem. He was hell cool. What's wild was like back then, we we're the, one of the only reality shows that they would come up to us and be like, oh, I watched your show. Oh, that was cool. Oh, that's your, oh, when you did that thing, it was cool. Like a number of people came up to us because I, I was too scared. I wasn't going up to a whole lot of people, but people came to us, which was nice. It was. It, yeah, that was fun. That didn't happen that much this time, but. I kind of figured, yeah, because it was pretty cool for you guys to get this opportunity now because it kind of felt like the genre in a way had like taken a little bit of a shift uh, within like the past few recent years. I think when you guys first came up during the era in which you were originally doing your shows, the genre was so fresh and new and authentic that everybody could kind of resonate and relate to it. And I think at some point, maybe once you got off, stopped doing your shows Maybe there was a little, little bit of a shift in the genre. And then you kind of saw like entertainment started looking at like reality TV in a different light. They kind of started to like be like, hey, this is not something, you know, we want to associate with. Whereas like now maybe we're kind of taking a little bit of a different turn into that route back into what it once was with uh, all stars and homecoming shows being so uh, authentic and bringing it back. That's an interesting that point. It's taken a while for it to sort of mature to get get some respect on our unscripted TV names, right? In a way, um, because I do remember, and I forgot about this, but you brought it up, but like back in the day, there was a thing where it was like, if you're an actor or you're an actress, that that was your craft or you're a musician, well, you earned your spot there. Who are you, yes, or who are you, whoever, who just showed up, you just be you, you're reality TV, you're just picked off the street, you know, what kind of skills do you have? And so that was how we were treated in some ways back then too where um, we obviously had a wide variety of skills. We, we went through the gauntlet of, of interviews for many months. And I think 
the people on television in the early shows are just full of ideas and personality and and it was just such a it's such a special group right but it's it's something that um we're just being ourselves and so it wasn't always seen as something that was like a special talent but i think now it's true now it's sort of come full circle and i think we recognize and people are recognizing that these um this idea that social experiment that happened 25 years ago it had legs and it, and it's sprouted into this whole ecosystem of of many different kinds of sort of genres and personalities and entrepreneurs and brands and people and it's a culture mover and so it is what it is i think it's got some respect there and it's people appreciate it now it, it's 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 not a fad right i mean we've realized it has a place in entertainment and cultural history now well, it's weird to that, have that <laughs> That, that's all you guys. You guys got to give yourselves a pat on the back there. You guys kind of went into this thing a little blind with the all-star movement, not really knowing what to expect because, you know, you guys are in some cases like you, right? You're removed for roughly, what was it, two decades going into all-stars war? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you guys are all going into that like blind in a sense. And then the payoff seems to be uh, pretty well from what I can tell with the fan reception and stuff. I mean, you guys wouldn't be standing on the VMAs if it didn't, right? Yeah. So. I'm glad it worked. It was an experiment. I remember them being like, Mark Long even said, I don't even like, we have budget. He's like, they said they have budget for this, but it's not like a lot of budget. Like on the main show, they've got helicopters and fire and explosions. This one's going to be a little different. And I just remember him saying that. And he's like, and I don't really, I think it's going to be great, but not everybody knows that yet. So let's make it great. And and that was great. I, I love that we again once again saw ourselves in new territory to prove ourselves and i think that's when we do well could you ever see yourself doing the flagship series if it were ever to cross your path or do you think that's not something you would like i don't know they're all different every season's different and i'm different i'm different than i was a year ago um it depends on the moment, depends on the year. Is There's so many factors now, I think, with us being older that have to line up right. But no, I watched the flagship show. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, strap me into that thing. Oh, hell yeah, I'll jump on that. I'll, I'll, I'll climb that. I'll race. I'll do any of that stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm good. I, I, I won't. I can't drink with the best of them and party with the best of them dancing on the table <laughs> kitchen like we used to. But, you know, I'll get my beauty rest and um, and. I, I'd be able to bring some fun to the game. And I, I, when I look at it, yeah, I get excited. I get excited because I know some of them now. And I'm like, yeah, that's so cool. I cheer them on if I see, you know, when I see them on the flagship show. And I got new faces. And I'm like, who the hell is that? <laughs> Did you do any of uh, studying, I would have to maybe presume, going into your all-star season? Like, did you dip your toes into watching some of the flagship shows in the lead up to it to kind of get a better uh, acclimation for what you were doing? I was kind of overwhelmed. I was like, where do I start on this chipping away at an iceberg? You know, I was like, there's 35 seasons I haven't seen, you know. And so I was like, do I just start watching them one by one? Like, there's no way. And so I did watch some at night. And then I went up watching YouTube highlights, which is really just sort of a skewed bit of action clips and puzzle clips, you know. But I would I would like um, I would do that. I didn't know who we were going to be with on it. So there was also like no way for me to like study up on specific people, really. There's just such so many people that I was just like, oh, well, I don't know. Is Giant Vans going to be there? Is CT going to be there? Like, who knows? You know, should I train for that? Um, who's going to be there? So I didn't really know. And so I just focused on myself a lot, actually, because I, I just needed to get my own mind straight before we go on these adventures. And that that worked pretty well.
worked out pretty well. Did, did your training regimen like shift from season one to season three? Because it kind of seemed like you came into three a little more uh, stacked up, I would assume. I, well, yeah, season one, I only didn't have that many months to like to train. And I don't I had I'd lost a decade of like training. Frankly, I wasn't in, in, in great shape. I had done I had done certain things. I mountain bike and I, you know, run now and then I stay healthy, but I'm not like in, in any competitive shape. For All Stars three, yeah, I mean, I know, I know that there, there's big guns coming for the crown, so you, you got to train for, for whatever I can fit it in. That said, I still never got like a trainer. I still only train like every three days. I can't, you know, I'm too busy, so busy. Yes, I don't know if you knew this, but about fifty percent of the people that are gonna be watching the self esteem's just died. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I hear you say that, like, yeah, you know, you know, don't have the time for it. Then see what you did when you climbed that mountain on season one. <laughs> so, well, that said, I do have. So, it is true that my upper body is not is not um, is is incomparable to any of those other jacked, awesome Durrells and Marks and Derricks out there. My legs are strong as hell. I'll be any of those guys up a stair up up. 10 flights of stairs. I've just been lucky. Maybe it was, maybe it's breakdancing and mountain biking and skateboarding for over a decade, but my legs are strong. So that, that I don't even have to train. I'll beat anybody up a hill, period. I think that's the thing that like maybe viewers or some people don't realize is it's not necessarily the person that could bench the most that's going to win ultimately in the end. It does, don't get me wrong. That does help in certain areas, but usually it's the people with like the stronger lower body ones that can carry their weight the farthest and longest mm. that are typically the ones that win. It's usually the ones with the longer endurance that uh, end up taking it in the end. It's not usually who can bench the most. Yeah, and I, that was what I was going for because I knew I, there was many, many ways for me to lose. And, and I think that you just kind of also get lucky along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there was... There was one challenge we had. We're all carrying this giant log up the mountain, and our group was the last to pick the last log. It was like twice as heavy as all the other logs, and we're all trying to carry it. It's so hard. I heard when so, and we got whooped up the hill. Mark Long carried it by himself, <laughs> to the top. And so I, there are many cases at which, yeah, actually, the strong men and women prevail, and I just gotta like. Find, you know, win some and lose some. Stay alive. So talking to you, you seem like such a like a chill guy, right? Like a normal, just laid back kind of guy. But I have to like ask you now, when initially trying out for your road rules season, what would lead a guy like you to want to be on reality TV? Did you have TV aspirations? I had no TV aspirations, but I was big into adventure. I was always I was. I was doing a lot of graffiti and painting. I was doing great in college, skateboarding all the time, breakdancing. Down, just down to, I was just living living a good life as a 19-year-old and um, had a great group of friends and um, was down for whatever. And so they did pick me at a time when I really was just living my best life. That's really what happened. And I had heard they were going on a ship around the world on a sailboat. And I was like, I'll go on a sailboat. I had seen the show, so I was like, I had seen it. And I'd be like, oh, "Road rules? That's amazing! Look at these kids traveling around the traveling these Winnebagos and just having fun." I was like, "That is me. I'm gonna do that. I'm game." And then I interviewed and um, 
what would I say? Just kept throwing out, making them want more, you know, for anyone like that was a job interview of my life. And for all of us who go through job interviews, um, they're a big deal. You know, and prepping for them is a really big deal. Strategizing it is, the, is, is so important, I think. Um, and whether it's looking back to those times in my when I was 19 or or now, even when I have job interviews or um, I just think that's they're pretty critical moments. I didn't really have anyone to coach me through it, but I did like journal a lot to get ready for the interview. And I did practice. I would talk in the mirror and practice. And then I would bring stuff to the next interview because they'd be like, we're interviewing. You made it to round three of the interviews. Come to San Francisco, this hotel out there. And I would bring I would come like with paint on my hands and spray cans in my backpack and my skateboard like I just I just brought my whole vibe but um yeah I prepared a lot for it and it and it worked out I can't believe that I got picked and then uh yeah that was it well what's what an innovative idea though for that type of season you know we've seen like in the past road rules leading up to that point you know you as you said they were in Winnebago's to kind of put you guys in a cruise ship and sail around for a semester. Oof. That was something that was definitely catered to a certain degree of the audience. You know, like that's what I think made reality TV special when it first came out is because it was able to connect with a certain degree of people. Like think about students, right? Watching that during their semesters. Like if they're watching you guys on screen, that's probably going to hit home to a certain degree. Yeah. I was, it's interesting when I look back, even when I got picked for these certain things, I'm lucky I got picked, but I think part of it had to do with my sort of eager mentality to try shit that's never been done before. Like, you know, if you want to do some shit that's never been done before and you're looking for someone on your team, pick me. I'm game. I'm down to try new things all the time and I'll keep it positive. We'll, we'll strategize together. We work together. And that was the way it was a semester at C2 when they picked us for that show because they were like, this is something we've never done before. Well, first of all, we're casting for Real World and Road Rules together. This was season eight at the time. And they're like, we're going to go around the world on a ship. We don't know how it's going to go. It's going to be crazy. Do you want to do it? You know, I was like, I'm game. And then after that, it was like the Challenge 2000 was another one where they started coming up with these challenges. And they were like, "This we haven't done this before. We're calling it All-Stars. It's going to be a whole new angle on things. We don't know if it's going to work. It was just, we're trying, I remember people thinking that that might have been the end of the road for the franchise. Like the challenge was just a, a final I, hurrah. And then if it doesn't go well, then it just sort of ends there. But we jumped into that and that sprouted new things. So I'm always game. If there's some, if there's potential for it to get bigger and badder and crazier, like the, I, I want to get picked. What was post-show life coming off of just road rules specifically? What was post-show life in terms of returning to life? Because I know like when typically if you're at a young age, you come off the show, right? Like it could be a little like overwhelming at times, right? Because you're in this kind of like condensed space where there's constantly cameras following you. And then to kind of jump back into real life, I've heard is kind of like a culture shock. I know a lot of uh, guests of mine have spoken on that. What Did you suffer any of that or was it? Uh, and I was feeling for the other people who didn't come off so well. I mean, that's the thing that's wild is is that we were on TV, you know, bearing our personalities for the world to critique. And then we go back in public and the world's got those opinions of us. You know, it's not like we're an actor or actress where they like just like they think we're cool 
and that's great. They don't really know who we are. We got everybody coming up just going, I know who you are. I, I like this about you. I don't like that about you. Or why are you dating someone that looks like that? Or why do you live over there? Why do you drive that kind of car? Why do you even, you know, like there's just judgment all the time. It was hard. For a lot of us, it was hard because the people that had come off on the show, you know, we have no control over what they show of us. So people that came up on the show like negatively or made some mistakes, they got heat in public. And it was it was rough. I felt bad. Um, for me, luckily, I came off mostly okay. It was a little weird. Like there's times when people were like, "I didn't go to school either." Yes. Oh, I, I, I like I. They had me as like the one who broke the rules and didn't go to class or something. When really, I, I get straight A's at Cal, and I, I'm a really studious person. So that was a little weird. I, I'd get frustrated that that had happened. But um, yeah, it's wild. I remember being 20 and like having a whole shopping cart. We're going to a party, had a shopping cart full of 40s of old English. And I'm going through the going through the shop, the store and we're about to check out. And then there's like a whole gang of family of, of people with their kids. And they're like, it's yes. Hey, it's yes. Can we take a photo? Blah, blah. And I just felt like, oh, this is so weird. Like I'm fine. <laughs> and there's kids and it's like you're a role model in a certain way and then now we're we have a public selves to manage and it's just a mix at one point they did hire um to their credit i thought it's a great idea but bina murray had hired a, a, a licensed clinical psychologist to be available for us to call and help manage our post reality tv lives because we needed the help we really and we still do we do yeah we, we totally do people on tv and off tv it's just wonderful to have help yeah do people when they meet you for the first time do they ever ask like if yes is your real name it happens every day because <laughs> i'm not gonna lie when i first saw like the name i was like is this what's the what's this i kept looking and scrolling everywhere i'm like this is okay this is the real okay yeah yeah i get it every single day i was named after the rock band parents loved the band they're hippies and that was it mm. Um, just I've had it ever since I was born and now it's the name of my architecture firm it's been a positive is a positive experience it's been good. Yeah, I can imagine so yeah. when when uh, coming off of your show then did you like take part in any like those like because I know like a popular thing um, when you come off your initial show like they kind of book you for like those speaking engagements and like those type of tours was was that something that you took part in yeah, they brought they brought on a, a talent agency that would uh, would that taught me public speaking. They taught they flew us all to L.A. and we got to learn public speaking. I take those skills with me to this day, and it, that kicked off an entire sort of public uh, skill set that I have for the rest of my life. And uh, I did some public speaking, but very quickly I said I don't want to just go and go to these party colleges and 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 then just um, talk about the show. I want to start something new and use this use this platform for something bigger. And I helped start a, an organization called the Truth Campaign. So it was it was a national organization that was all against the tobacco industry. It was all youth activists doing all kinds of crazy stunts um, against the tobacco industry. So then I, I wound up working for numerous years um, training young people all over the United States. I took a break from architecture. I took like a good four year break from architecture, and um, just did a lot of public speaking and training. So I got kids learning all about street art activism, guerrilla activism, spoken word, poetry, dance, movement, all this all this stuff. And we would go to the tobacco industry straight to their front door, or we'd go to the state capitol. We did all kinds of great like political action stuff. 
So it was fun. Yeah, I got to kind of leverage it into what I thought was important and not just get carted around, you know, which was cool. That's really interesting. So it almost in a way seems like you sort of attribute what you kind of do now with activism to maybe bits and pieces of what you were doing when it came to those speaking engagements and tours that you were going on for the show. 100%. I got to work with youth activists all over the nation that were some of the best, and I got brought in to train them. And so then now many of them are in their 20s and 30s, and they're in, they, they are make they're are they're total change makers in the world as entrepreneurs, as politicians, and as other people now that um, are just killing it. So it also helped me now. I mean, now I, I teach at UC Berkeley and I teach in college and stuff too, but it was very much like to see your students um, do really, really well and even just do better than, than you could have imagined for yourself. I mean, that's just, it's the coolest. So I got to hang with, yes, I got access to some of the nation's best uh, young people. And just like now, when I teach at UC Berkeley, I have access to some of the smartest, most badass people from around the world. And I just kind of, I think of myself as like acupuncture or something. I just, I just tune them, tune them a little bit, fix, you know, turn, turn, point, focus, strategize, inspire, and then they run. It's cool. So. Is that potentially one of your driving forces with going on to the shows too, is to kind of like maybe lead by example in that regard? That's an interesting point. I do think for All Stars 1, I do think that my architect skills completely paid off in a way that architects have to manage all these different people. We kind of quarterback for a big, you know, for a big project to get built, for a skyscraper to get built or any big building. We have to quarterback all of the different groups from the developer to the financing to the city officials to the structural engineers. And they're all different all different personalities, different values and everything. So having the ability to kind of manage all that into one one thing that we can all agree on and design something that we all agree on is special. And anyway, I do think that does matter in All-Stars. It has mattered to sort of help listen and build on people's skills and talents and get us all to like work together. It doesn't always work. It didn't work on All-Stars 3. <laughs> Seems like generally it also is just prone to fall apart. But I do believe in that. And I think that is generally what we like and want is to be building something and building community with other people, I think. Well, you, you definitely got your public speaking skills down pat because that speech before the final elimination deliberation <laughs> for All Stars <laughs> 1. Oh, chef's kiss. Oh, my God. Oh, man. This just makes my hair stand up still. It was wild. I did prep that one because I knew I was going down. I mean, every day I thought I was going down. I mean, I really did. I thought someone would be like, sorry, yes, today's your day. See you later. And so I was ready. But that one was wild. I, I also was a hot mess because I, I just, I, I really thought it was me. I got lucky. I got, you get lucky every damn day, all the way until I won. You just get lucky, lucky, lucky. Even when I won, I didn't even really believe that I'd won. I didn't even know what to do because I was like, something, I, something is going to go sideways. Like, I don't, it just got, I got lucky and luckier. But yeah, that speech I did. So that said, maybe about this, that talk that I did at the final, uh, sorry, at the um, last vote, that happened at almost every vote. We all talked. It wasn't just me, but we all talked. And that's what I loved about All Stars 1. I don't know if it, make, it doesn't necessarily make great TV, right, for us all to be connected together. But we had a chance for us all to be together when we're voting so we could talk about stuff as a whole group. 
Mm-hmm. That was awesome. All stars, all stars two didn't have that. All stars three didn't have that. So never do you get a chance where everyone's in one room and you get to share something. Instead, it's like divide and conquer, and we're all in our own little rooms. We're all stressed out and getting, you know, stressed. Listen, maybe it's just because it was the guinea pig experiment, but I actually, through the first three seasons that we've had so far, I tend to gravitate towards season one in terms of like my enjoyment, just so from an objective standpoint. And, how I thought the season was, but so. Well, I appreciate it. You know, it was, yeah, I don't, I didn't even know we, I wasn't focused on making TV, frankly, at all. We were, I was trying to survive. It also was the height of the pandemic. So we're just like, what are we doing here? Like, are we gonna, is this even gonna air? I probably, probably didn't even feel real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like everyone else in the world is like mashed up, locked up at home right now. They were on, they were on lockdown and here we were like, partying at the 90s party on a little fly fish river in Argentina like it was just surreal the whole time I'm glad that what they were able to the story they were able to tell from it like is something that caught on I think the editing and the editors all the post-production all the all the crew and everyone they believed in the experiment which was cool I didn't realize that they had all the OG photographers and 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 camera people there too and everybody so they're also committed to this surviving. They would walk and be like, dude, I was there when you set the world record bungee jumping back in 1999. Like they were there. And I'm like, oh, my God, well, I wasn't allowed to talk to you then, but I can talk to you now. <laughs> that was breaking the fourth wall back then. Yeah, yeah. Back then it was. So that was a big change, of course. Yeah, that we we now can talk to them. And um, it doesn't change the show at all, really. In fact, it probably makes it better because we kind of know when uh, – we know when it's like when we're just downtime and we know when it's like go time and it gives them a little rest in between too to not just always be on capturing everything, every little word, you know. What maybe caused you to step away initially after your final show that you got done doing? I believe it was Battle of the Seasons in 2001 was your last show prior to making your yeah. comeback. I think it was that. Yeah, I I was in college. I was wrapping up college and I started a new nonprofit with some other friends that was um, a bunch of artists living in a warehouse in San Francisco. And um, we got some good opportunities doing that. So and I was doing public speaking and stuff, too. So I loved all that activism. Um, I probably would have done more. I got called as an alternate once. I said yes. And then they didn't pick me. And then I never got a call. Hmm. So it wasn't really, I, to be honest, it wasn't an active choice on my part. I'm glad it went that way because I was able to go to graduate school and fall in love with my wife and just life life worked out okay. I also was struggling with, you mentioned before, but I was struggling with the publicness of it all. It was a lot. It was a lot on my friends. It's a lot on girlfriends and it's a lot on our friends. Um, they get tired of holding the camera and taking photos of you with people when you're just trying to like eat lunch. <laughs> I, I always ask my guests, especially the ones that came up during like your time frame, if maybe their time on TV interfered with maybe jobs or just meeting people in general. Because, you know, like sometimes employers, if they see that you're involved with a project like reality TV, sometimes they turn a blind eye to it. What about you? Like, did there any maybe potential jobs that you tried to go on or maybe even like relationships, let's just say, like girlfriends? Like, up on relationships because I'd be dating somebody and we'd go out and we'd be out at some event or at a club or something. And there would be 
um, girls coming up to me who want to take photos and they would be rude and they would say, hey, they'd give the camera to my girlfriend and be like, take a photo of me and yes, you know, and then they'd be like, why are you with her? You should be with me. She's not even that fine anyway. And it's like, after they say that, then it's like, we just got to leave. So that happened a few times. It's a double-edged sword. (laughs) So, you know, it gets messy. It's okay. We invited it on ourselves by being part of this whole experiment. But there was a time when, but when it was a lot, like there was a time when I knew I couldn't go to like a seven o'clock movie because in the lobby, it's just all teenagers. And and so we would just sign autographs for a long time. I loved being able to do that for people. So that's why I said it was stressful to my friends because my friends don't necessarily want to wait around for a long time while I'm like being nice to everybody. (laughs) But but I'm nice to everybody. It makes their day, you know, and it was fun. It's fun to, to sign autographs and take photos with people and stuff. That's, really interesting. That's interesting to hear you, you kind of deal with all that stuff back then, because that was during a time where social media didn't even exist. So now, I mean, stepping back into this with obviously the shark tank that exists now with social media is like almost like a complete 180. Well, it is a 180. It's more like a 360. But um, (laughs) did you have any uh, hesitation because of that? Or was that something that you welcomed? Yeah, I didn't know what to do with it. Um, I try to make it an opportunity, you know, and see what, see, yeah, it's a whole new fishbowl. But in a way, it's it's the same uh, movie lobby of 20 years ago with the frenzy. Now it's just digital and it's on our phones. It's the same experience. You got a lot of eyes on us, a lot of people wanting us, liking us, hating us or whatever, like all over the place. And to sort through it and to find, to find, to make it productive is, is a, it's a fine challenge to take on. It's okay. I get to meet so many great people now. It's, it's a bigger extension of it all. And now there's all this like different challenge community you know, organizations and, and podcasts, you know, things that you're doing. It's just wonderful. Like, it's just, it's bigger and badder and better, I think. And I'm down with that. I'm totally down with it. I'm game. The only thing is that I was told one rule by Darrell was that don't feed the trolls. How do you manage social media? Are you doing a pretty good job at it or? No, I'm doing a horrible job in my mind. I don't know how to use it yet. I just want to share it's it's different for a lot of us because some of us have brands and things that we are using our the show experience to push, which is great. You know that you got eyelashes you want to sell, or you got some idea or some new startup or new things you want to sell. Like then you use the show. I don't have that, so it's really just me. I don't know. So I think of maybe my general purpose for social media, where I'm sort of not doing as good of a job, is to try to elevate people and organizations that that need a bigger voice. I thought that would be a great way to sort of use use this um, opportunity and use the platform um, because otherwise I don't have and even like my life isn't that interesting to like. <laughs> what what is a day to day life for you like? <laughs> it's um, wake up, get the kids ready for school, which usually involves a lot of like, do I have to tell you to brush your teeth again? Like no, you should actually go upstairs brush your teeth. Like this is what we do as humans. So it's training young humans. To be fucking awesome people is step one of the day. Drop them off, get them going. And I work at my architecture firm. I have a new office now and an employee. And I uh, I design I design buildings. I design housing, and um, I love what I do. So most of my work is in architecture. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I think like 
All-Stars 3 was kind of like a little bit of a contrast there. You had some of the old, like older cast members, like more OG cast members that came up in the era where social media hadn't existed yet. And then they started to sprinkle in some newer cast members that just debuted within the last like five or six years who this is like what they do. This is their brand. So we kind of saw like a styles clash there. You had uh, you had you had fans looking down the cast list like, oh, love this person, love this person, and then you get there and you're like, well, wait, didn't this person just debut five years ago? Why are they on this show? Like, so you had uh, quite the contrast there, I would say, when it came to uh, All Stars three. But I think uh, that's one of the reasons why it was so critically acclaimed. Yeah, it was. They're throwing us all back into this fishbowl and yeah it's true i think some people wanted to kind of debate over oh who's og and who's not and who's an all-star who's not but like we all just show up man like that's the deal we take big risks we show up we put our asses on the line and um it's fine you know when when jimmy and and when you know you when you look at like john a they came on all stars one and it was like i mean we did make a joke as actually it was my idea to, to to exclude them from the 90s party because they were on they were under 40 <laughs> um, <laughs> or under 35 or something funny um we did tease them about it but like man it's all good it's i i don't have an issue with it you know come bring it bring your bring your best game dude that's what that's what it's about yeah there's i don't have any like barrier red tape or anything you don't have to be of a certain kind. Mm-hmm. One of your tweets the other day, actually, I, I noticed garnered a lot of uh, attention and traction when you talked about being on a plane and having like sort of like anxiety due to like, you know, 9-11 and like having. Uh, mm. Yeah, um, I think one of your last challenge that you did, actually, I think you you guys were like filming that not too long after 9-11, too. Right. I know a lot of cats. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that so that's it was actually wild. That was weird. I almost didn't go because when my my aunt loved so my aunt died on the second plane and she loved the show and I was like her nephew. She was 36 years old and I was the nephew she was in love with. I was off into college and she was so proud of me. She'd go around bragging about his nephew has been on television, bring my photo around with her in her purse and everything. And um when I found out that she had that she had died, then I didn't know. I was like, should I go to the funeral? I missed the funeral um, mm-hmm. to go on the show. And I thought I would go on the show and just like do it in memory of her and then win it for her. I didn't win it. But I was like, what would she want me to do? And she'd be like, man, get out there and compete. So that was what happened back then. And it was wild, though. Yeah, it was wild to be part, to, to have that. I mean, it was wild for everyone, of course, when that had happened. Um, but then I wound up starting an organization, not starting, being part of an organization called September 11th Families for Peaceful Tomorrows, where we were a nonprofit that was more like a political lobby where we were like, we were against the war and we were against the violence as a result of, of September 11th. And, um, you know, you can't say no to a bunch of families from, you know, who had had parents die or, or family members die. So we, we had a lot of political might, which was good. Um, we did some good. Yeah. Well, that's good that you took uh, something positive out of obviously a very <laughs> catastrophic event. Um, I'm I, From talking to cast members who did that show, they they said that they didn't even think like they were wondering if they were even supposed to be flying during that process. Like nobody knew like whether or not this show 
at the time. Battle of the Seasons was going to get off the ground because of what was happening. It was so soon after what just happened with 9-11. It was like a week and it was like a week and a half, two weeks, something like that. Yeah. I had MTVs in New York and everybody knows somebody. I mean, we were all trying to figure out what to do. But um, yeah, I mean, kind of like All Stars 1, you know, we 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 managed to still convene in the midst of this global catastrophe of the pandemic and all the uncertainty. And we came together to like make a show. It's what we do. We were a weird, wacky bunch of people and uh, <laughs> dangle the right carrot in front of us. We might show up. It's good. Well, since we're on the topic of Battle of the Seasons, I, I've seen since the All-Star shows have been in its inception so far, over the last year, people have been speculating, cast included, when we're going to be getting another one of these Battle of the Seasons shows. Everybody's been speculating it could be on the horizon at some point. So I want to ask you, yes, if there is a Battle of the Seasons that comes to be, are, are you uh, going to run it back with Veronica as your partner, or would you want to take a swing at this round with uh, Ayana as a partner, potentially? <laughs> mm, love it. Yeah, it's true. We got three of us that are, like, in contention right here. Um, Ayana's cool. She's killing it. She has uh, she has found a new um, resurgence of self, self and health, which is like I have, too. And I just love that about her. It's amazing. It's really special. Veronica, I'd roll. I'd roll Veronica in a second. Veronica is. She's. She's got the. She's iconic in all of this, and anything that she's a part of, uh, I trust. And and uh, I know there was. There's a, a whole phase when the challenges are messy, and it's like there was. There was everybody. You know, was all over the place. I wasn't really part of all of it. Really, I know Veronica from the core, from the day one when we both were on camera together in Cuba and in uh, going all around the world together. And so we're we're family. We went. We we traveled the world together. We're family. Sure. Was she a factor in uh, maybe coming back in the decision making process? Um. Yeah, we hadn't talked for a while, so. Um, I texted her. I can't remember. I texted her and she responded, but um, I can't remember if she told me to, to do it or not. But I think I was like, what do we go? What do we do? I didn't know if I should go or not or anything. But mm-hmm. she was looking out for me, of course. She she wound up talking to Jemmy and being like, yo, protect yes, because I'm pretty sure Veronica just knew that I'm old school and I'm kind of naive and just kind of nice and figured, like I did, that I'll just get sent home kind of fast. <laughs> Yeah, in theory, it made it, it, we talked about this before. It had, it made no sense on how you made it to the end. You come into this thing probably having the least connections out of everybody there, with knowing everybody. You know, like you go into this probably the most blind. Not only yeah. do you make it to the end and win, but you don't even see an elimination. There was so many things working against you, but somehow, some way. <laughs> yeah, it was. I I really was clawing every single day like strategizing whether i'm like literally in the bathroom with the door shut just like okay what do i do now um what you know what did i just learn what should i try who should i meet who should i talk to who should i sit next to on the bus who should i you know um how to build relationships quickly and how to learn quickly how to be helpful and if it was working it was working i was helpful i mean i just i was like that was my only angle i I just had to make friends fast I try to just be helpful to people. And it, and it was a nice role to have because every challenge is stressful for a lot of people. And so when we're 
people's stomachs are in knots as we pull up on the bus. And so if I can help somebody solve a problem or get over some anxiety or fear about heights or swimming or depths or any of that stuff, even just looking at the equipment and being like, no, that equipment, that equipment's legit. Oh, they got a backup on the harness there. You're going to be fine. All that kind of stuff is like where I found a role. And I, I like that. I, it was good. I like to sort of be helpful. And that was my angle. And every season is different. It's all different. You know, other times, other times if I do it, it, I'll probably have to settle into a different place. All Stars 3, I tried to just be helpful and nobody needed any help. So that didn't really work. <laughs> they were all like, we got this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> older young there's no denying that all stars three definitely had the the feel of an all-star cast top to bottom oh yeah and i was overwhelmed by them all i was like oh my god this shit is real now you know what am i gonna do what do i do with west what do i do you know i asked west to pick me you know i just was like fuck it i'm just like i always felt like i'm just gonna go for the top man go big or go home you know i'm like Wes, pick me, dude. Pick me. It's me and you either. I'm sending you home or you're sending me home. Let's go. They didn't show that, but like, I just was, uh, what would I say, anxious and a little overwhelmed with with the, the mountain of talent in front of me. Mm. So I tried to bite it all off. Got sent home. <laughs> first elimination, too. They're your very first one, keep in mind, that you've ever participated in because they just had vote offs back when you were originally on. Yeah, yeah, we got voted off. I was one of the earliest, yeah, voted off. Um, this one, you know, this one was different. And, and you know, and, and I'm actually, I, I'm, I'm cool with the outcome. You know, I'm glad it wasn't some weird, weird uh, set of events. You know, it's like, Wes, Wes beat me fair and square. That dude, we were up there for like an hour, nearly an hour. I was exhausted. I was just, it doesn't look that exhausting. It looks hokey, frankly, when I see it from Chelsea. But it was it was exhausting. And really, I was on offense the whole time, the entire time. I was just like full court press. And that was, <laughs> I knew that was the only way I could win. He's bigger mm -hmm. than me. And he's got great. And he's done this a million times. So I was like, I'm just going to full court press his ass. And, the, and he, if we went up there again, he beat me again. Because there's no, I, I couldn't, I did everything I could. I'm mm -hmm. smaller than him. And if, it's a weight game. I'm just pushing against each other. It's like sumo wrestling or something like that. There's no, can't yeah. get. Well, where do you, where do you and him stand today? He still won't. He won't. He won't talk to me. Which is fine. I'm I not. Think, yeah. That. Yeah. He doesn't want to talk to me, and I'm like, you know, it's okay. Like, we don't all have to be friends. We don't all have to get along. It's it's totally okay. He, he you know, he mentioned that he was offended in the way that I approached him or didn't trust him, and it's true. I, I didn't trust him, <laughs> and I don't. What 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 maybe about him like? did made you not trust him was it like past seasons or just events that you'd seen like re involving him or was it just like maybe your first impression with meeting him it was both i mean it was the the messy uh bit of stuff that's on the internet around like all of him always needing a rival picking fights and the negativity around things getting aggressive with other other castmates and things like that. I was like, oh God, you know, I got to deal with this personality here. What am I going to do? You know? So I was, you know, we got started off on, on the wrong foot. Cause I think he's kind of, yeah, I never got to just meet him as a friend and other people know him as a friend, right? You know, Nehemiah, Melinda and others, they're like, oh, that's my homie, man. Outside the game, like it's all good. We're homies. I didn't get to do that. I did try. So then I tried, I did try. I, I really believe in 
the fact that this show doesn't represent who we are in our core very much. It's just a sliver. And so it'd be great to like just meet people where they're at today. I tried that. It didn't work. Right. It's a little, it's a little bit of a different contrast, right? Like, I mean, Nehemiah and Melinda, they were on his real world season. So they're going to have a little bit more of like a uh, inkling of an idea as to like Wes more personally, because they grew up with this guy since they were like in their late teens, early 20s. Whereas like, say, if the roles were reversed and say someone had, let's just say, an issue with like Veronica or Ayana, who you personally knew better from your time on Road Rules with. It's kind of like a similar contrast there. But um, yeah, I, my main question for you, like, were you at all like, did it hurt you at all? Maybe with uh, the, maybe the way he handled his like stance towards you, like taking it so public and kind of attacking your character a little bit? Yeah, that was weird. You know, that's weird. I get it. He wants to drag it into the public realm. I mean, I guess that's his that's his arena. You know, I've realized I'm dealing with an entertainer. I'm dealing with somebody whose brand and business is about their behavior on television. So that's what I'm working with. You know, it's not, I, I think I come at this from a sort of straight up more like humanistic way. Like, hey, I'm a person, you're a person, you know, let's just talk. Um, but no, for him, there's a bigger calculation about about his personality and 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 it matters a lot to him on sort of how this goes down and it seems like he wants it he wants it to go down in public in some way so yeah i'm a little bit like yeah it's not my style it's all good man it's all good like i told him i told him congrats on the win i mean I, he, didn't, he won't get back to me but i said hey congrats once i heard he won i was like congratulations on the win dude you earned it respect no hard feelings in the elimination either got my feet wet got sent home you know, respect due, you beat me. Um, and I just said, if if this is bothering you and you don't want me to text you anymore, I won't. Or you could call me back and we could say hi. And he does, he, that was it. I got no response. So I just leave him, leave him at peace. He don't really leave me at peace. Then he goes to Rolling Stone and talks shit and does all this other shit. That's him, dude. It's all good. He can do, it's his way. If that's his way and what he needs to do for his own business, that's fine. Luckily, I've, I got my own situation over here where it's okay that um i'm not friends with everybody mm. it's okay not everybody's gonna be friends with everybody that's just the way life works man <laughs> yeah and and then of course there's this like well could you be friends with them sure i could like who knows if they put us together on a team we have a lot in common too and we would be outstanding competitors on the same team so you know the dr the, the drama's not over yet like i don't have any hard feelings dude it's all good man well, we, I mean, we just spoke a moment ago about pairings when it comes to Battle of the Seasons. Another one that they talked about, I know you weren't necessarily around for this time period, but they did like these uh, seasons called Rivals, where uh, people that kind of butted heads like on a past season, they would pair them up as a team. I don't know if you've heard it through the grapevine about those. Yeah, seasons I see, like I, uh, I see the highlights. Yeah, yeah, I saw the highlights. I don't know why certain people are rivals, but yeah, I saw saw the highlights and some of them wound up becoming like good good teammates, you know. I mean, West and I, I think athletically, if we're not competing against each other, I think we'd have a great time. Probably. Yeah, probably. I mean, if we're running soccer or if we're playing in any other sport or whatever, like, I think we'd have a great time. It's just competing against each other. I get it. He's like, yes, might beat me. And I'm like, West might beat me. So somebody's got to beat somebody. <laughs> from, from, from an objective standpoint, just from an entertainment uh, point of view, like, 
taking you guys, it's kind of like fire and water. <laughs> Both <laughs> your names rhyme with each other. It almost makes sense for you guys to like <laughs> kind of go against each other. Yeah, I'm game. You know, I'm game in any way. I would team up with Wes, dude, and see where we go. Like I said, I'm down for new territory, trying new things, teaming up with someone that I've struggled with um, and who thinks I'm horrible. Like, I'll take on that mountain. That's okay. You know, like, that's, and I think part of, he and I love, we debated for, like, well over an hour, I'm sure, multiple times, and enjoyed the debates, like, He's a smart dude and um, he's articulate and really clever and knows this game inside and out. And um, we both were one upping each other. You know, it's it was it was good. It's good. And I would. But again, he doesn't want if he doesn't want to talk. That's fine. I think he's a little insulted. And I don't I don't blame him. I mean, if he's like, dude, he just never gave me a chance. I'm like, man, that's that that might be true. Mm. Might be true. So in closing here, I have to ask you, what does the future hold for you? Are you open to coming back? Do you have aspirations on doing it? Or are you just kind of living in the moment at this point? Um, I am living in the moment and down to seize new opportunities. If it's if it smells right, I'm game. Like if it looks right and it's hard and a little messy and uncertain and new and fresh, I'm totally game. If it's kind of like rehashing something we've already done, I don't want to go. You know, I think I want to be part of new territory. I want to invent new stuff. I want to try new things. They could name the show a different name or whatever and do something else. I'd try it. So, like, I'm game with new things. Always. Always. And I'm training. I had hurt my shoulder for a little while there, but I'm back training again. Just at least so I don't hurt myself. That's the only real reason I'm training. Don't get hurt. Um, But I would be game to come back in any form team up with people new school people old school people whatever i'm game i'm still excited about it all what, what about a road rules homecoming because i know they've been doing real world homecomings they've been revisiting uh real world seasons but i've seen uh fans have been kind of yearning for maybe a revitalization of uh road rules i think it'd be awesome i would love it i mean i'm great at traveling still and good on the road like that um yes i'm i'm game if it's if it's fresh and and new, I'm um, I'm game, um, completely. I haven't kept in touch with a lot of our Road Rules cast, um, but I'm I'm down to try stuff. That's it. We were part of this experiment from day one. I mean, we were no one even knew if it was gonna be anything, and I, I like that about experiments, and I like to try new things. Well, there you have it, folks. Yes, thank you for your time today. It was a pleasure getting to meet you finally. You know, I've been wanting to, uh, you know, make this happen. I, I was waiting for the right opportunity. It just so happened that, you know, we're, we're, do, we're doing this a few days after the VMA. So I think, the, I think that it all worked out. It did. Thank you. And I appreciate what you're doing for the community here and, and all, you know, your deep set of knowledge and skills and your professionalism. Um, I just appreciate that, and I, I wish you the best with, with your work and your career, and you just let me know how I can help in any way. Just call me anytime. Thank you. All right. Have a great rest of your night. Yeah, you too, man. Bye-bye. See you.